Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. You've lived a great life and done well for yourself. But what mark will you leave on the world? How will you inspire future generations? Stan Miller and Katie Beth Hand have helped thousands of people answer exactly those questions. If you've ever wondered, what will be my legacy, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Your Life, Your Legacy podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Stan and Katie Beth. Welcome, everybody, back to the show. We are so excited to have you back with us. This is the Your Life, Your Legacy podcast with your hosts, Stan Miller and Katie Beth Hand. Today, we are so excited to have Luke A. Cree joining us. Luke has a very interesting background. Luke, welcome to the show. It is great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Luke. So we're going to just do a little bit of the background for our listeners who may not know who you are. So you're the president of Reminder Media, and you're also a co-host of the popular Stay Paid podcast. So one interesting thing, my immediate question for you as I was looking into everything you do you bill yourself as a marketing evangelist. Why don't you tell us exactly what that means and then fill in with what actually got you into this industry? Yeah, I love the question. So, well, obviously an evangelist, you're going out there with a strong belief in something and you're trying to convince others to join you in that belief. I love marketing, right? I think marketing is the key to business. You can be the best in the world at something, but if people don't know you exist, it's not going to help anybody, right? So people have to know you exist. And marketing is really the idea of getting that your word out there, getting who you are out there to people and attracting business. How I got into it is kind of a, a wild story in a way. I grew up in a family of eight kids. So I was homeschooled all the way to college. It's something unique something. about me that I share with people. And we ended up, I was in a band and I thought I was going to be a musician, thought I was going to be a rock star that love broke up the band. My brother, the drummer, got married. We had to get real jobs. I went to community college. And in fact, my mom, she's a saint, but she told me, Luke, you should go to community college because you're not really cut out for a four-year university, which is probably true. But in community college, I got a computer certificate and realized I like computers and transferred to a four-year university to do computer science. And I started a business called Nextmark Design, which was a digital kind of marketing, website design, graphic design. I did that with my brother, Dan. And my uncle at the time had started a print company called Reminder Media. And he was doing his thing as an entrepreneur. And because I was in business, he was in business. He and I started talking and he had reached a, a point where maybe a lot of people who listen to this podcast reach, which is you reach burnout where you're just like, man, I don't know if I want to do this. You just reach different points in your career. Well, he had reached that and he was talking to me and said, why don't we join forces? And so about 12 years ago, we joined up forces and combined and our company Reminder Media, God's blessed us. It's been amazing. It's grown to about 300 employees. We've helped about 100,000 entrepreneurs, a lot of financial advisors and a lot of attorneys. And our goal is to really evangelize them on the power of marketing, that the key to marketing or the key to business is really relationships. 
How do you get people to know, like, and trust you? Because if you can get that to happen, people use you and they refer you. And marketing is the tool that allows you to do that. So long story, try to shorten it a little bit, but that's kind of my journey. What brings me up to today? That's fantastic. Stan, what questions do you want to jump in with? I know you have tons for Luke. Yeah, I've got hours of questions. We don't have hours to do this, but uh, yeah. first of all, let me just say, I was blown away by your website and I couldn't believe that you had never been on my radar screen. I think I get around a lot, but evidently I don't. And so, you know, you're out there when I saw that you had, you know, you had what 200 plus employees. I'm thinking, well, how have I missed this guy? That's incredible. And then I started looking at the, some of the different tools that you use. And that really prompted me to, you know, to ask you some questions. I, I want you to spend a little bit of time talking about some of the different tools that you use. But in the context of my, of a question about my, my larger question, which is, what are the big mistakes that you see people making in marketing? You know, all these people, they want to create success for themselves, but they seem to not be able to get out of their own way. What do you identify as the mistakes they make and how do the solutions that you bring to the table address that? Yeah, it's a great question. So there's a lot of mistakes. I would think the biggest one I see is the lack of consistency when it comes to a marketing campaign. So people confuse branding, marketing campaigns with direct response campaigns. And they do a branding campaign expecting direct response results where you do something and you actually get people to respond. And because they didn't get that, they stop. And in, in essence, what happens is people slowly spin their way out of the business because they keep jumping from one marketing campaign to the next. And I tell people all the time that one of the fundamental keys for people to buy from you is they have to know you. And the only way they get to know you is through this thing called frequency. See, frequency, the more frequent you're in front of people, the more familiar they become with you. Like that's what happens in psychology. So if people are hearing about Luke Acri for the first time right now on this podcast, I haven't been frequent enough with you. So you're not familiar with me. So your comfort with me is probably really low. It's not because you've done anything wrong or I've done anything wrong. It's just you haven't seen me a lot. But I promise you this, if you start tuning into my podcast, you get on my email drip, you see me on social media, you start seeing me frequently everywhere, all of a sudden you're going to become very comfortable with who Luke Acri is and comfort is a necessary requirement for getting trust and people only buy from you if they trust you. So our products and services is the first pillar that we try to focus on is how do we create frequency of touches for a attorney or for a financial advisor because People have to remember you to do business with you. And the only way they remember you is if you're out in front of them. We do that in a multitude of ways. We have email products. We have postcards. We have. A yeah, yeah. Product. I want you to take your time here. I want you to take your time and walk through those because. Yeah. Uh, so I'll start with our flagship, which is probably our unique one, which is a customizable magazine. So we actually create a 48 page coffee table publication for your business. So if you're a financial advisor today, we have a 48-page coffee table publication that we will create for you. We design it. We write it all up. And the cool part about it is you're the star, right? So there's no other businesses featured in it, just you and your business and great content that your clients will love. It goes out six times a year. So six magazines created that go out every two months. And what's unique about this touchpoint is you can also personalize it. 
So it's going to have your photos on it. It's going to have your logos, your contact information, but I can actually personalize it down to the individual. So Stan, if it was your birthday, I could literally in the editor's letter go, Stan, thinking about you today, man, happy birthday. Hope this is your best birthday yet. And that letter would go to just you in your magazine. So every magazine can be unique and you're able to customize the covers and the tear out cards in the magazine to feature things that you want to promote. So a perfect example would be a lot of our advisors, they love to support local charities and their community or local things that are going on. So we'll actually, if you're giving back, let's say to the local 5K charity run that's happening in your hometown, we'll create a nice ad for you on your back cover of your magazine, talking all about that charity. And what's really neat about this product is you're getting a touch every two months to your database of clients, but it's not a piece of promotional material and it's not a piece of financial literature. So you and I both know whether you're a lawyer or a fine, you don't want to read about law all the time. Right. You don't want to read about finances all the time. You're into health, to travel, to art, to food, to these type of things. So we're giving you a magazine filled with content that clients will love, like travel, art, food, design, but it's branded to you. So every two months you're in front of them with valuable content that they appreciate. So they hang on to it, but it still brands you as the advisor of trust because they're seeing whether it's your educational content on there, they're seeing your services that you offer. And that's our flagship. We do that both print and digital. So you get a digital magazine as well that you can share on your social media, that you can email out to people, that you can even text to people. And that kind of ties into the point I made about frequency is that you really also want to be on every channel. So you want to be frequent in the number of touch points that you do, but you also want to be on different frequency levels. Like a radio station has different frequencies and the person who likes country goes to the country music frequency. The person who likes pop goes to that you want to be on the frequency level that your clients like to communicate. So what are the frequency levels of marketing? Emails of frequency, socials of frequency, the mailbox, meaning direct mails of frequency, screen to screen, which would be a text message, a video message, a Zoom call, kind of like we're on today. So you as a business, you want to try to be on all those frequencies. Well, what we try to do for our advisors is we try to give you touch points that can be on multiple frequencies. So the print magazine can go to the mailbox. The digital magazine can go to the email inbox. The digital magazine's content can be posted on your social media. The digital magazine can be texted to somebody. So all of a sudden, you're able to do touchpoint campaigns across all these different frequencies and hit people and stay top of mind in a way that's not overbearing, but you're always there. And I could share a crazy story with you guys about an advisor that does this. Please do. Yeah. Tell us more. So we have an advisor in Annapolis, Maryland. This guy makes $6 million a year out of his practice. I mean, just absolutely killing it. And he does our magazine and a bunch of other stuff with us. But I always ask people when I speak to him, I go, how many touch points do you think Brian is doing a year to his database? I mean, the guy's making $6 million a year out of his practice. He has some other advisors with him. And everybody's like, you know, I don't know, 20, 21. He does over 200 touch points a year to his database. 200. I see your eyes getting really big, Stan. Right. 200. You're thinking what most people think. That's crazy. I mean, that almost feels like you're just like that. You're going to get spam, all that stuff. The reason why I share him as a point is because 
It is so difficult to do too many touch points. It is so easy to do too little. And most of us fall into the camp of doing too little touch points. And here's why Brian does so well, because he doesn't do 200 emails. He doesn't do 200 pieces of direct mail. If you did 200 emails, that's called spam. What Brian does is he'll, over the course of the year, maybe do 20 emails, but then he does four client events. Then he does some text messages, some phone calls, some birthday cards, some spring cards, our magazines. He does all these different touch points on different frequencies, meaning different mediums of communication. So you always feel like Brian's in front of you, but you never feel like Brian's overbearing. Brian is always frequently touching you with valuable information, but it's on a different frequency level. And if you look at all the research on advertising, the average consumer sees thousands of advertisements a day, thousands of advertisements, right? It's just, it's not the same medium that's coming at you. So my point to really drive home for people is you need to create a touch point plan. You don't have to do 200. My recommendation is to do 26 a year. So every two weeks you're in front of people and to do it in multiple different frequencies. So we'll do six magazines for you a year. But we also have a campaign where we'll do 12 emails for you, where you get 12 emails going out. And then we also have a campaign where you can add on six postcards to go in between your magazines that are going. And then you get social media content with us that's branded to you that you can share across your social. So I know that's a ton of info. So I'm going to turn it back over to you, Stan. That's, Hopefully I gave yeah, you enough detail. Yeah, that's a lot of info. So tell me, how does the relationship work between you guys, your firm, and your client? How much of this does the client create? How involved is the client in creating content? How much do you guys do? What does that relationship look like? Yeah. So our normal client, the way it will work is you'll sign up for our program. We do have a setup fee that's normally around $300. And we'll set you up and you get a marketing coach and you're going to get access to our portal and interface. In that interface, you'll be able to upload to us your photos that you want to use on your products. You'll be able to upload your client list of who you want to send to or your prospect list. From there, if you're a creative type and you want to be involved with the designing of some of your ads on the magazine or designing of some of your campaigns, you can be in with your marketing coach, but 99% of our clients don't want to have anything to do with that. They want us to take care of it. So we'll do the rest. We set up your magazine for you. We'll set up the email campaigns for you. And then what's great about our system is it goes on autopilot. It Every two months, it's going to auto refresh with new creative, new collateral for you. So all of a sudden you have a 26 plus touchpoint plan going out for you. And what you have to do, your part is, Look at your analytics of who's opening up your emails. Know your deadline delivery date so you know when to do your follow-up phone calls. Because part of our touch point that we always do with our clients is we say you need to be calling your clients that you sent the magazine to, that you sent this collateral to, because it's your reason to call and have a touch point with them. But our normal client will spend about 20 to 30 minutes with us and set up. And then the rest is pretty much them doing the proactive outreach. Amazing. Who's your audience? I mean, you know, you have couple hundred employees. So I'm guessing that your clients run the gamut, but do you have a sweet spot? Um, so our top three industries are financial advising. So we work with a ton of the major firms out there, thousands of financial advisors. And so we know compliance well. So if you're thinking to yourself, how do we work with compliance? We know compliance well. In fact, I was just at Ameriprise corporate talking about uh, compliance, but so uh, we work with compliance a lot. 
and we take care of that process. Insurance is second, and it's very close to financial advising. And then we have real estate as third. Those are our top three industries. From there, we work in about 140 other different industries. So attorneys, mortgage professionals, interior designers, even car dealerships, accountants kind of runs the gamut, like you said. Yeah, amazing. I still can't believe I've not heard of your firm. It's an, it's incredible. Where are you guys in the world? We are in Philadelphia, but we work all over the U.S. So we have clients in every state. Yep. Yep. Cool. You know what that okay. means? And I'm not doing enough advertising. I'm not doing enough marketing. That's why you you're not doing enough marketing for yourself. You're exactly. definitely doing enough marketing for all of your clients, just it's not shame enough on, for yourself. Shame on me, right? No. <laughs> no. So one question that I have for you is we've covered you being a marketing evangelist, which I most certainly have a better depiction of what that looks like. I love that term. So you're also an expert team builder. Tell us what that side of things looks like and what those services are and how you help all of these different attorneys and advisors become expert team builders. Hmm. So that's mainly done through our thought leadership. And, you know, years ago, it was about five years ago, I realized, man, we're, we have these great products and we're signing people up. But a lot of times, like you can give people a hammer, but if they don't have the blueprint to how to actually use it and build the house, then they kind of fail. And I realized we weren't giving enough resources to our clients, even for free and our prospects of how to not only use our marketing, but how to build a business, how to you know run a team. And that's when we got into creating our podcast. We have a blog uh, that we do. And we also have for all of our clients, something special, which is called our resource library, where Josh and I do webinars. Josh is my CMO. We do webinars on everything under the sun that you can think of. And we bring in some of the brightest minds that we get to talk to and pick their brain. And they'll do coaching webinars that you get access to where you get resources from us, like printables, things like how to do a budget, things like you know your first 90 days in business, what you should be looking at. So you get a whole resource library there. When it comes to team building specifically, you know, we have podcasts that we've talked about hiring and we've talked about performance management and we've talked about you know, radical candor and how you have conversations. I would share with people over my years of being a business owner and building a team, you know, I really boiled down to like the four pillars of leadership. So I had 17 people quit on me and my company over a course of two weeks. And what happened to me was, you know, sometimes when it rains, it pours. And we had opened up an office in an area close to us. It wasn't doing great. We had had it open for about a year. And so I was having to shut that down. So I shut that office down, moved everybody back to corporate. And I realized as a company, we weren't growing, right? We were, you know, we were doing okay, but we weren't growing at the rate we needed to. And you guys know if you're not growing, you're dying. And I was faced with the choice that a lot of people are faced with. You go, man, I'm doing okay, but I know I can be doing better than I am. But if I go in here and shake it up, people aren't going to be happy because they're okay with the status quo, but I'm not okay with the status quo. And I had to make the decision, am I okay? Do I believe in the vision enough that I'm willing to go in there and shake it up? And I decided to shake it up and 17 people left in two weeks because they didn't like the change. And what it taught me was my failure taught me this because I would never encourage people to lose 17 people and I would never want to go through it again. It was a failure in my leadership. But I really call it the four pillars of leadership. I think as a great leader, you have to set a huge vision. Have to. And people have heard about setting a vision before, 
but you have to set a vision and you have to, your vision, and I learned this from Ed Milet, your vision has to be big enough so your team members can fulfill the vision of their life with inside your vision. And where I had failed is I had not held true to my vision enough and I had allowed a status quo to take place where these people didn't feel that they could fulfill the vision of their life with inside my vision. And because we were misaligned and I went back to my vision, they left. So you have to have an unbelievable vision and be evangelical about it. But number two pillar is you have to inspire people to that vision every single day. And inspiration is not putting your vision down on paper. It's not putting your, your logo and stuff on a wall. It's living and breathing and reverberating it in everything you do. In every staff meeting, you're mentioning it. How you discipline people, it's built into how you discipline people on the vision. It's built into how you reward people. If you reverberate and inspire people to that vision every single day, then people are reminded of it and it's a common goal and it aligns people together. The third pillar is, you guys probably know it as servant leadership, but I call it like you have to walk with people in the vision. You have to set the vision, you have to inspire to the vision, but you have to walk with people in the vision. And the greatest leaders are not the ones being pulled on the sled. The greatest leaders are out front pulling the sled. And it's realizing that, man, I failed in being in the trench, making the calls every day with my team, being right beside them and modeling for them what to do. And then the fourth pillar is really the key is you have to hold people accountable to the vision. And accountability is a hard thing because nobody really wants to be held accountable. But if you are willing to believe in the vision enough, then you should never lower the standards because whatever standards you put, that's going to be the bar and people are going to raise to the bar. And I just realized, man, that was my failure. I didn't set a big enough vision. I didn't inspire people to it every day. I didn't walk with them in the vision and I didn't hold them accountable to the vision. And when I made that shift, would I want to go through that failure again? No, but I'm so glad I didn't. It was worth every second. And to, to get rid of the 17 people or lose 17 people, because where we're at today, we started growing again. We started thriving. It was an amazing thing to walk through. So Luke, pretend for a minute that I'm a new employee. I just yeah. got hired. Share the vision with me. Yeah, great. So our vision is to empower entrepreneurs to live a life of freedom. Our vision is to empower entrepreneurs every single day to live a life of freedom. How we do it tactically is through our mission. Our mission, what we wake up and come into the business stand and do every single day is we help them close more deals and retain more business. Why is that so important? Here's why. Because if we can help Katie, the entrepreneur, close more deals and retain more business, guess what she gets? She gets a commission check in her bank account. She gets an invoice paid and that commission check in her bank account, guess what it does? It helps her send her kids to the schools they want to go to. It helps her go on the vacation she wants to do. It helps her hire the staff that she needs so she can do more of the things she loves versus the same things she doesn't like. So Stan, I know you're coming in and you're going to be a great accountant for us but you're not an accountant. What you truly do when you go home tonight and you talk to your mom, you talk to your dad, you talk to your brother, your sister, when they ask you what you do, I don't want you to say you're an accountant. I want you to say, hey, I empower people to live a life of freedom. That's what I do. And that's totally a different way of thinking about it because most people think about their job as a technical nine to five. I'm a sales caller. I'm an accountant. I'm a software engineer. That's your technical tool. That's on your tool belt. No, no, no. What you do every single day is you empower entrepreneurs to live a life of freedom. How you contribute to that is you do accounting or how you contribute to that is you do software engineering, but what you're doing, and most people don't think that way, Stan. Most people go, oh yeah, I'm an accountant at Reminder Media. No, no, no. I empower entrepreneurs to live a life of freedom.
And so that's a little bit of what I would share. Yeah. So that's really awesome. And it leads me to another really big question. I know you're only like, what, 30 years old or something now, right? So you're uh, 34. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe too young to have thought too hard about this, but I bet you have thought about this. You know, you know, when you're looking back, you know, years, decades from now over your life and your legacy, what is that? What is that legacy? You know, I was told one time to do like the exercise writing your obituary, like what you would want people to say. So it's similar to that. You know, the main thing I want to hear is well done, good and faithful servant. I'm a believer in Jesus and a follower of Christ. And I hope, you know, my legacy is that I've impacted people to see that true meaning and true life comes from, from Christ, not to get over, you know, spiritual here on the podcast, but that would be the true legacy that I would want people to know about me that, man, Luke was a follower of Christ. And then from there, I would want them to say, and he loved his wife and his beautiful daughter. And hopefully the more kids that God gives me tremendously. And he was a great family man and um, great husband, great father. And then I would want them to say, and he was an incredible businessman. He was an incredible mentor and leader of people. And, you know, the vision for my company of empowering entrepreneurs to live a life of freedom comes from the vision for my own life is I want people to say about me, Luke empowered people to live a life of freedom. True freedom comes through Christ, but also true freedom and being the best version of yourself, living life to the fullest, loving your family as much as you can. Like, that's what I want them to think and say about me in, in the legacy, I hope. Well, Luke, I know you know this already, but, you know, when, when you are instrumental in empowering people to live a life of freedom, the impact they can have on the lives of other people is exponentially greater too. And so hmm. I hope you see, I'm sure you do see the leverage in, in the power of what you do. Well said. No, I love that. That's so true. Okay. I have one more question for you, Luke, before we wrap up. So you have your own podcast, Stay Paid. So just give us, for our listeners who've not gotten a chance to ever listen to Stay Paid or may not have heard about it, give us just a 30-second overview of what our listeners need to know about Stay Paid and why they should listen. Love it. So Stay Paid is a sales and marketing podcast to help you build the best scalable and repeatable systems in your business to drive sales. Um, and we interview some of the brightest and best in the industry, so both coaches and actual practitioners. So we'll have top financial advisors on the podcast. We'll even have attorneys on the podcast, but a bunch of different entrepreneurs. The main reason I would say you should listen is a lot of podcasts give you all the principles, but they don't give you necessarily tangible things you can implement right away. We try to, out of every podcast, we close it out by giving you an action item, something that you can actually take and implement it in your business. And if you did that, for all of our podcasts, you would implement 52 action items, bare minimum a year, but probably more like 104 because we released two episodes a week. And so that's really the core to our podcast is we want to give you the principles, but we want to give you an action item that you can actually take away and implement that day or that week. That's fantastic. Is there anything we didn't cover? I know we covered a lot in the last 30 minutes. We're trying to squeeze everything in here. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to mention to our listeners? No, I've, you guys have been fantastic. I've really enjoyed it. It's been a privilege 
to be on. Obviously, we'd love for people to check out not only our podcast, but our company, Reminder Media. If we can help you with marketing, would love that opportunity. If you just need help, but you don't want to use our products, that's fine too. You can find me on Instagram. I love chatting with people and helping them with their marketing campaigns. It's at Luke Acre. So it's L-U-K-E and then A-C-R-E-E. And you can find me usually on Instagram or Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, that way. That's perfect. And for all of our listeners, we will also include all of Luke's information and the contact information for Reminder Media in the show notes as well. This has been the Your Life, Your Legacy podcast with your hosts, Stan Miller and Katie Beth Hand. And our guest today was Luke Acree with Reminder Media. Luke, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. It was great to meet you. Thank you guys so much. It was a privilege. Thanks for listening to the Your Life, Your Legacy podcast with Stan Miller and Katie Beth Hand. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. To find out more about Stan and Katie Beth, go to PinnacleLegacyLaw.com. You can also find links in the show notes.